Let's talk about three players you do not want to draft. First up, Jamal Williams. On paper, Jamal Williams seems really enticing. He's coming off of a season where he led the league in rushing touchdowns with 17. Alvin Kamara is suspended for the first three games. So everything looks like it's lining up for him to have a great start to the season at the very least. But don't be fooled. A lot of Williams' production last year was propped up by the fact that DeAndre Swift was in and out of the lineup, and his backup, Craig Reynolds, was hurt. Throughout his career, he hasn't actually been that great of a runner, only averaging four yards a carry, and in the last two years, he really hasn't offered much as a receiver. And I think for him to create value in New Orleans, he's going to have to overcome a number of things. For one, the Saints definitely seem pass first. They got Juwan Johnson, Michael Thomas, and Chris Olave. And once Alvin Kamara comes back, his role is going to be diminished. Let's not also forget that the Saints drafted Kendra Miller out of TCU. He had a knee sprain recently, but it sounds like it's not serious. And if he is able to suit up for week one, he'll definitely get work right away. And if he ends up showing that he's competent, he may even work his way up to the number two role. I would expect all three running backs to get work ultimately. And there's no way I can see Williams repeating the same workload he had last year. With all the injuries, he ended up getting 262 carries, good for the seventh most in the league. That really gave him a stable floor every week. He's currently going at the top of the ninth round, and I think there's a lot of better options around there. If anything, if you really want to draft him, I would maybe wait to see if he's available around the 12th or 13th round, but I don't even think it's worth the hassle. Next up, Antonio Gibson. I think I'm still scarred from Antonio Gibson's seven fumbles in 2021. Yeah, seven. Anyway, he really is more of a receiving back. He's a converted wide receiver, and that's always made me a little nervous about his role. Because he is a pass-catching back, he's never really been a great runner in between the tackles, only averaging 4.1 yards per carry throughout his career. And each year he's been in the league, he's seen that average drop. And I think this year is going to be no different. Let's not forget, last year he was relegated to kick return duties. And had it not been for the unfortunate circumstance of Brian Robinson getting robbed and shot, I don't think Gibson would have had the opportunity that he did. And with Eric Bieniemy now in town, I would expect him to employ a similar strategy to the one he did in Kansas City, where the backfield is just a committee. I would think that at the very most, he'll probably get third down work, but that may not even be the case. I think Gibson is way overvalued. He's going around that 8-9 turn right now, and that is way too early for such a big question mark. He had that great rookie season, but since then, he's been injured, erratic, and inconsistent. When he's in the doghouse, he's in the doghouse, and there's no telling what Ron Rivera is going to do. I think ultimately, you're better off spending your draft capital elsewhere. Top in our list, Cortland Sutton. Aside from Greg Dulcich, I really don't like any pass catchers in Denver. And I know with Sutton being the only healthy body in the receiving room, on paper, it looks like he'd be set up for some healthy volume, but I just don't trust it. His sample size shows otherwise. He's been in the league five years, and throwing out the one year where he tore his ACL, he has 14 touchdowns in total, and he's never had more than 72 receptions in a season. And I really don't see him improving in either of those departments this season. I think Denver's going to be run first. All the moves they've made this offseason indicate that. They signed Mike McGlinchey, they signed Ben Powers, they brought in pass-blocking specialist Chris Manhurts, along with a couple of other pass-blocking tight ends, and they also signed Samaji Pirine, and they get Javante Williams back. So everything indicates that they're going to be running the ball heavy. Last year, even though they had a top 10 defense, they had nine games with one score losses. I would imagine that's going to impact their style of play this year. I can totally see them being conservative, trying to mitigate Russell Wilson's mistakes. That's also the big reason why I don't like Sutton. And they're going to run it as much as they can. If they do manage to get a lead in any game, they're going to protect it. 
I think Sutton is definitely going to be a casualty of this. Let's not forget that Marvin Mims Jr. is also in the mix. And if he manages to make some noise early on, because he's definitely going to get some opportunity with Judy out and Tim Patrick out, then he may carve out a pretty steady role too. I would focus on other players in the ninth round, like Jackson Smith and Jigbo or Zay Flowers if they're available. Those are three players I would definitely think twice about drafting. Please subscribe and let me know who you think we should think twice about drafting in the comments below.